Okay. And do you need to testing one, two, three or anything? Or no, good it's, to go? it's good to go. No, I actually still All had right. everything still set up from uh, last night. So, uh, yeah, we're good to go. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to another episode of Two Beers of Charles, even though neither of us are drinking beer this evening. <laughs> <laughs> you may know him. He's the owner and operator of OfTwoMinds.com. I like how I always say of OfTwoMinds.com. And uh, he, uh, he's been featured in the Ameri- – he writes for the American Conservative, Peak Prosperity. Uh, his blog is reposted on MaxKaiser.com, ZeroHedge.com. And actually, actually the, the guy, one of the guys I was telling you um, off, off us recording, one of the guys I linked up with in person from one of your readers is actually reads you through Max Kaiser. And uh, that's how he hit me up. And uh, was like, oh, I saw Charles writing about this guy in Columbus. And then uh, the guy's come. He, my friend Damon, he's coming. He's helped me uh, pull weeds and uh, do work in the in the in the micro farm in the backyard. He's a good dude. We're gonna hang out tomorrow with another guy named Timothy Keefe, who's another reader of the blog. So try to I try to do real life stuff with people if they reach out to me, Charles. <laughs> So no, uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been uh, it's been a fun experience, man. The uh, yeah, so uh, it's good to good to even though we our goal was July and now it's September, but it's good to to be touching base again, Charles. Right, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, you and uh, I want to hear more about your uh, f- you know urban uh, farming ventures, and also you and Tom have started a um, fitness podcast yeah it, and um i'm i'm um into that as uh somebody who's uh 62 <laughs> and, and and uh it's a little different perspective you know as you as you age but it becomes perhaps even more important so i can i can uh i'd love to hear what you guys are doing and and give you a little bit of perspective what happens when you get older <laughs> that sounds good to me yeah i uh so the 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 podcast with Tom it's kind of be going to be a little temporary thing and it's mainly cuz I want to I wanted to get my fitness back. I mean, you and I have talked before about it. I did like whole 30 we did the uh we did the uh the triangle, the uh that triangle thing. It was one of our earlier episodes we did. And um I forget what it's called. Obviously it was it made an impression cuz I can't remember what it's called. The uh triangle of health. Do you know do you remember what I'm talking about? The uh Anyways, it's not important. It's in one of the older episodes, ladies and gentlemen. You can go back and listen to it. But because uh, I'd done like you know the diet thing and gotten in shape, and then I got back down to like two sixty five last summer just from working out. But like my goal's been to get down to two forty, and I'd been and I've had so much success from doing the accountability podcast with Scott for the farming. So uh, I was just uh, I was just like you know what Tom. Tom had messaged me saying he wanted to find an accountability partner for that, and I was like, you know what, man, I don't know when I can start doing it, but let's let's do it, even if it's just for six weeks, and maybe we turn it into something longer or something sporadic. And uh, yeah, and, and Tom's a good guy, so I wanted to help Tom out. So I was like, yeah, man, let's uh, let's let's do that. So I've been um, health wise, Charles. I've been just honestly, I because uh, I got hurt when I because uh, you know sitting in a desk chair all day, it's not good for you. And, uh, and I was working out and, and we're just trying to get stuff ready for the season, just doing a bunch of work. And then all of a sudden I start feeling this one morning I woke up and I had this sharp pain in like my, my lower back and like in my hamstring and in my glute. And, and then it, and then I, uh, 
it it didn't go away for like two weeks. Usually I just needed to rest it and then it would go away and it just wasn't going away. My leg was going numb. So then I just started doing yoga. Um, Diamond Dallas Page Yoga who's like this professional wrestler. And yeah, I've been losing weight from that. I feel I'm way more flexible now. And then I got my dad to start doing it because he's 56 or 57. And he's like kind of falling over. Like his balance isn't very good. It's not like he's in bad shape, but it, you just got to keep working on your balance. And I think... I think kind of I see like my grandparents getting older and they're all strong and, and able body. They my grandpa was really strong and able body, but now it's you know if you don't do certain things like especially with yoga, the the thing I like most about that is just your it's always working on your balance and and your breathing and uh and and if you do it right like you get a really good workout and I think people are we people feel weird about it but man it's it's like to me it's one of the better exercises and it's it's really easy on your joints too yeah you know um drew like one of the things that um is interesting to me and that that uh it's a, it's almost a separate conversation but you know when it comes to fitness there's these sort of class lines you know and i've read other people writing about it um that um you know uh, like say for instance um you know the the working class kind of uh perspective is weightlifting is is good you want to build muscle mass and then the sort of supposedly and i'm just i'm just repeating what i've read then if you're in the you know, upper middle class, then you want the sort of runner's lean body, you know, that's what, um, is what you're aiming for women or Gaga for whatever. And, um, and, uh, then there's this whole thing about younger, uh, precariat guys, meaning like that's the combination of precarious and, and proletariat, you know, like, so the kind of precariat is like the, the working class that doesn't have stable, jobs or income anymore that apparently there's a movement uh, of of guys posting a lot of selfies of their like uh <laughs> six packs and stuff you know and of course uh as a way of defining their manhood because you know they can't in, in the good old days you you could define your your maleness by the job you had and the skills you had and as it's become harder and harder to secure a job and and um and uh it's harder to find a niche that 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 you can earn money by being a physical person, right? Like you're pipe fitting or welding or whatever. So there's a whole lot of interesting things about body image that tie into fitness. And, and so the thing about yoga is it has this sort of upper middle class kind of ring to it, you know, like, oh, well, you know, up on the upper east side of New York, I go to my yoga class and I, you know, right after my psychiatrist appointment, you know, and all that. Yeah. And yet I think that it's interesting because yoga is 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 pushing down into more of the mainstream you know like you like there's a yoga studio on every block practically you know in um in a lot of urban areas uh, i myself like was interested very early in my early 20s with tai chi you know and one um, second charles let me get these cats out of here i got these kittens and <laughs> one second charles sorry about that so anyway no, you got into tai so, chi no, no. Uh, well, so yoga is good. And I know one of my friends completely strengthened his back, you know, yeah. and he was in severe pain. And so yoga is a massive 
uh, core muscle builder, massive. I mean, uh, if you do that for like f- half hour, 45 minutes, an hour a day, you are going to have tremendous core strength as well as flexibility. Tai Chi is a little easier. Um, a lot of people, Qi Gong is another Chinese, uh, you know, kind of, um, flexibility exercise, uh, uh, mental, um, uh, uh, sort of strengthening as well. Uh, so uh, those. So if yoga puts you off for some reason, and then 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 you can take tai chi or qigong and and get uh, similar results if you're you know dedicated. Yeah, and the yoga I'm doing, I'm actually doing like. Uh, <laughs> so this old professional wrestler, like he had rehabbed himself, kind of just mixing yoga with. Uh, just like doing some 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 rehab exercise he was doing some like isometric exercises and some uh like you still do push-ups and stuff but it's mainly yoga and it's uh it's it's cheesy because he's a pro wrestler but there's like videos of him like this one dude was a paratrooper and couldn't walk and like just because of the scar tissue and then he started doing yoga yoga and just kind of rehabbed his knees and then he could like it was like because he had such knee problems and uh there's some crazy videos of DDP yoga. I'll, I'll put one in the show notes. And, uh, that was kind of it, man. Like I, I, somebody, it was weird. Like, uh, a lot of things in my life, I'll be going through something and somebody will randomly say something to me, not even like, Oh, you should look into this. It's mainly like they're looking for something for themselves. And then they ask me if, if I've heard of it because they're looking for it. And then I'll look into it and I'm like, Oh man, that's totally cool for me. And it's uh, it's 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 just interesting, like the way like that happens to me a lot because it it actually kind of resonates with me, and I think it's because it doesn't directly involve me a lot of times, even with like, I think even with farming that kind of happened, and uh, so it's it's uh, it's been really good for me, Charles. Like I feel I feel pretty good, of course. Like if I can and my hips feeling good, I'll, I'll just pretty much walk too, man. I think I think with fitness, a lot of people just do too much. Like people get really obsessed with weightlifting and powerlifting but i think you know you should do what you enjoy doing like first and foremost but i just know personally like i i did i was a personal trainer back when i was i think like 19 i got certified and then i never really did anything with it and uh but and i went to college for for actually exercise physiology but I don't know. You mainly learn just from like exercising and learning. But people, I know for me personally, I would just always train too hard. Like I would always think like, oh, I'm ready to work out again. So I'd try to do this big, intense workout. And then I just hurt myself. And it's like, man, you don't need to, a lot of times with fitness, less is more. Like, but at the same time, you know, you don't need to, you know, don't do nothing. But a little bit every day goes a long way. And I don't know if you've you felt that way. I know you do your uh, you do your military fitness test. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I am. I, I you're speaking very much to my philosophy of fitness, um, and I, I want to bring up a topic that I feel is underrepresented when in the general sort of scheme of things when you read about fitness and stuff is. Um, no, you raised an ex- an extremely important point, which is our society um, features, it, it supports, and incentivizes extremes. Yeah. You know, like it's like somebody that invented a technology and didn't make a billion dollars. Well, they're just trash, you know. But if you're like Steve Jobs, yay, you're a cultural hero. And then the same thing, like if you do something extreme, like you um, 
you know, snowboard off Mount Denali or something, then you get like, um, you know, 8 million videos or whatever. And, and so we, we sort of push for extremes that are really unhealthy and dangerous. And that's really true when it comes to fitness. So what I, I have two things I wanted to kind of stress or at least bring up for our discussion. Well, one is I don't know anybody else, um, of all my friends and contacts uh, other than my sister who does like a, a, a regular daily stretching routine. And my wife does maybe half the time, you know, of course I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm hoping I'm setting a good example, but you know, <laughs> stretching is like absolutely critical as you age. It really yeah. is. It really and it's is. like five minutes. I mean, yeah. it's like five minutes is better. And once you, once you're sort of acclimatized, even five minutes is enough. You don't need to stretch for a half hour or anything like that. It can be just five minutes. The other point I want to make is, you know, fitness, like all of health is really personal. You know, in other words, you have to like assess yourself as an individual, right? You can't like, uh, it's not a cookie cutter kind of approach where you can follow somebody else. I mean, that you can learn from them and follow in their footsteps, but ultimately you're going to have to individualize and customize your routines and your diet to fit what works for you, what you feel good about. And that's including weight and a lot of other stuff. So, um, you know, for me, my, my, um, my stretching routine includes like some stuff I've learned from other people doing yoga. It includes a lot of Tai Chi. It's, that's its core, the eight basic Tai Chi movements. But then I've added some Qigong because my wife took a class on Qigong. So I added some Qigong movements. And then I took a martial arts, a Korean martial arts called, uh, Kuk Sul Wan. And so we had some stretching in, um, before martial arts, you got to stretch. And so I added some of that. So there's, I don't know, I, I've never really kept track. There's probably 25 movements or something like that, that I've kind of cobbled together. And it's not just, it, it's, it's designed to stretch the parts of me that, that have been hurt in the past. In other words, I know I've, I can get hurt. My lower back can hurt. My upper shoulders can hurt, you know? And so these exercises I've picked for myself help me stretch, you know, rather, uh, the stuff that's that's broken in the past, right? Or that, that's been hurt. So, uh, it, it's, that to me is the philosophy of fitness is work, is work out a plan that works for you individually, you know? And, and it's, and you, the only person who can do it is you. you yeah. Know, right. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, uh, that makes a ton of sense. Uh, and I think, you know, something too with, with fitness and, uh, stretching, is I feel like a, a lot of people, um, you know, a, a lot of people, they, they don't realize how much you should stretch a day. Like you should really be doing stretches like three times a day. And it's, it, it's all about mobility. It's all about making sure you're in tune with your body. And I think that, that was another reason why I personally gravitated to yoga, which, which in a way you're kind of doing, if you, I mean, if you think about yoga, you're kind of doing your own yoga routine. Just in the sense that you're you're stretching out, you know, parts of your body that you know can get hurt, and and I think that's actually how I got hurt was, um, you know, I, I didn't really, you know, I'm used to sitting in a chair all day. I'm like, oh man, I'm 31 now. My body doesn't work the same way it did in my 20s, and it was kind of a huge wake up call, and it was really scary for me, Charles, to like be laying in bed, not getting any better. And I was just like, man, this is not getting any better. I think I walked around with a limp for like a over a month. And then it, it was just through yoga and doing like a foam roller and stuff like that that 
made me feel better. Like I, I it was it was pretty scary. And then if I stop doing yoga, like that pain comes back or that my leg will go numb quickly. So it's it's um I don't know what's going on and I, I, I don't know. I don't I guess I could go to a doctor or a chiropractor, but I'm sure it's just the fact that I'm probably a little bit overweight and there's some pressure that's going on my it's probably it doesn't help that I sit in my desk chair all day and, and everything else like that. So it's you know, it's just a matter of, you know, you if you don't move it you lose it in a sense, or if you don't use it you lose it and and I think that's you know, there's a big danger in that, like just looking at my grandpa, like he went quickly from being like a pretty healthy old guy who was pretty active to you know, his body just kind of started giving out on him and he started falling over all the time and everything else like that. And I think had he done a lot more stretching and a lot more like daily routines and that, a lot, I think a lot of it could be prevented. So, and, and that's just my theory. But, I, I, you know, if you look at older guys in India that are like 110 years old doing yoga and they're still mobile, I think, they're, I think there's something to that. So maybe, you know, there's probably going to be people that listen to it and think I'm full of shit or whatever, but whatever. I, I, I'm a firm believer, so I'm going to do yoga. Yeah, well, I can tell you I'm a firm believer in yoga just as an observer, but I'm also a firm believer in Tai Chi and Qigong. Any, yeah, any, any that movement thing. Right, the movement, and then you mentioned something very important, which is breathing. And for people that haven't had a class or read a book about it, and, and if you can't find a class near you, then then just, yeah, there's lots of books. There's little little guides. I mean, my I still have my first Tai Chi guide uh published in 1973 or something and it just has a couple of pictures of the eight basic movements and then but they're connected to breathing and of course breathing is is um you know we die if we don't breathe and and most people don't even know how to breathe i mean that's the sad truth yeah and and so this is where um you know things like yoga which is a works the mind and body together and breathing is kind of the connection between the mind and the body it, and you can you can find these same kind of uh, arts in in Taoism or or the martial arts are all about breathing and the meridians in the body. So the idea that you're going to do an exercise, um, you're in yoga and Tai Chi are based on the same kind of philosophy where you're you're actually activating your life force, whether it's called prana in Hindi or chi in in, in Chinese and Mandarin. Uh, but you know the these ancient philosophies of, of mind and body development, you know, obviously the mind and body are one. So that's why we, we often notice people are, when we're really stressed out, then our back starts hurting, you know, we get sick more often, our digestion's messed up, you know, all of that stuff, the mind and body are one. So yoga and Tai Chi are just a way of, of, of recognizing that and going, let's work with this. And so I just want to mention that part of the tragedy of, of American life is that, in the normal course of things, somebody sits at an office chair, you know, most of us are service workers, or we're in, in physical, uh, we're in physical work, uh, but we don't uh, stretch enough, so we get hurt at, at physical jobs. And then what happens is you're, you're in excruciating pain, and I've had excruciating pain in my shoulders and, and in my lower back, and so the average American goes to the doctor and he gets he says that, that I, Advil doesn't cut it. I need something stronger. So then he gets Oxycontin or he gets some Percocet or, or some yeah. other um, artificial, if you will, um, opiate. And so these these drugs are extremely addictive, as we know. And so, um, I, I mean, I, I can't believe, 
I mean, I, I think it's one of the most tragic aspects of American life. There are hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions, whose lives have been ruined by these um, prescription legal opiates. You know, that they get addicted to these painkillers and it's hell to get off. And then some people, from what I gather, then they, they're switching to heroin <laughs> yeah. to, as a way of getting off like these legal opiates. And so I know for a fact that excruciating pain can be alleviated with like um, yoga. You know, if you do it every day, yoga and Tai Chi will fix virtually a, a huge range of, of excruciating pain. You know, in joints, in muscles, and it'll teach you how to breathe properly, and you're going to already feel better once you know how to breathe. Because, you know, most people breathe very shallowly with their upper uh, respiratory system. Yeah, and instead of into their belly. Yeah, and so, um, you know, one of the famous Taoist uh, lines is you breathe through the um, bottoms of your feet. And that's actually based on the idea that um, – you know, if you're squatting, you, then, you know, your, your butt's down by your, your ankles. And so you're breathing right from the bottom of your body, right through your, your belly and, and um, this uh, cycle of breathing. Well, you, you know, you get a lot more oxygen. And um, just to kind of, you know, mention the obvious, if, if you're into fitness at all, then you start realizing that if you push yourself, you're gonna, your heart rate's going to go up, your breathing rate goes up, and you start experiencing pain of, of some kind or discomfort. And it's it's not because your body, you know, is running out of energy. It's because your body's loading up on toxins, right? You can't get rid of the carbon dioxide fast enough. Yeah. And so breathing is not just about sucking in oxygen. It's more importantly, when you're really pushing yourself to be getting rid of the carbon dioxide. Yeah. And it's, it's also, yeah, that's a, that's a hundred percent. And I think too, um, taking deeper breaths, learning how to do that, because I think, you know, air, <laughs> You're only getting like uh, I think only thirty percent of what we breathe in is is oxygen, and most of that's nitrogen, right? And a lot of that nitrogen will come out of your skin too. So if your your blood's really flowing, it's going to be probably harder for you're sucking in more air. It's harder to push that that nitrogen out as well. So it's not just the so. I mean, um, anyways, uh, I just learned that Charles. So that's why I threw that in there. I wanted people to think I was smarter <laughs> than what I am. <laughs> no, no, no. You studied physiology, so you know all yeah, this. But, I, but, but you know, the, getting rid of pain is immense, and oh, I've, yeah. I've done it myself. I've had I had lower back pain, and that's when I really kicked up my um, exercising, my uh, stretching, yeah. and fitness. That I used to be a little lackadaisical about it, and now it's like I do it every day because there's going to be a price to be paid later on if yeah. you don't. Yeah, that's uh, that's an excellent point. It's really, I mean, it's it's. Uh... Sometimes to get through the pain, you got to work through it, and I think you know that's that's a you know, and then it then it gets easier, and it's not as it's not as hard to to go stretching because it's your pain is is it, it becomes more and more alleviated. <laughs> Excuse me, um, the more that you you know, the more that you work through it with stretching and everything else like that, and then you know you can kind of take that. And point it to you know anything getting started in in uh, a business or, or, or forming a new ha- um, a new habit or anything you know at first it's kind of painful to 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 start to start doing anything that that's worthwhile like it's you know just like to to kind of transition to, to farming or, or fitness or anything like I don't know like a lot of a lot of farming kind of sucks I'm not gonna lie like there's a lot of stuff that you know. 
I'll do it. And I'm like, God, this really sucks. And then like I get done doing it. I'm like, you know what? That was really rewarding. And it's like you have these conversations with yourself when you're doing it. But then once you get on the other side of that, you feel good. And uh, I did want to say something. Like somebody did post a comment on, on our last episode. And I was talking about farming. And the guy said something like, not everybody's going to have the sales and marketing spirit experience that I have. And I agree. That's a valid point. But that's why you should do it and push yourself and put yourself out there with sales and marketing because, again, you're going to suck at it at first and it's going to be painful. But the more you do it, the easier it's going to be and then it's going to become fun. And I think that's how anything is. I mean, I think whether you're, you're going to be a contractor or you learn any new skill, it sucks at first, man, because you suck at it. It's not You're not very good at it. You keep messing stuff up. But guess what? You keep doing it and then you learn it. I mean, you just got to put in the work. Yeah, well, tell me a little bit about um, you and Tom, that you guys um, are kind of, you know, amping off each other. And so uh, are you, to me, there's kind of like three stages for like if you're a complete newbie and we've all been there in terms of fitness, like we've fallen out of, we got, you know, we got nothing, you know, like we can barely do five push-ups or whatever and we can't run more than a block and we're breathing hard. So, okay, zero fitness basically. And then, then the stage of moving up to some better level of fitness. Yeah. And then, and then there's a second stage of improving on that sort of minimal fitness. And then the stage I'm at is like, I'm just maintaining my fitness, you know? Uh-huh. And so are you guys, are you and Tom working? Uh, you've already gotten up to the first kind of plateau of um, some basic fitness and then you're moving to ramp that up or yeah, so tell for me a little me, bit about that. I'm trying to drop weight and so is Tom. So that's the biggest thing. Like I'm uh, doing this weight loss thing at work and I want to, I mean, honestly, I just know my body's going to feel a lot better if I can lose about 45 to 50 pounds um, it's just my body's going to feel better. Like, I mean, like I can carry my weight well because I'm a big guy, but it's just a lot of extra weight and, you know, gravity's not kind of tall people. No. So I really need to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm getting this weight down and I'm in control of myself. And I think that's the biggest thing too is, you know, through everything, you know, just doing everything that I'm doing, I want to make sure that I'm on top of every ass. I'm on top of as much as I can with every aspect of my life. And so I feel, you know, if I can, if I can drop that weight, I, I mean, I just, I just feel like I'm going to feel, not only feel a lot better about myself, but I'm going to put myself in a way better position to make my body last a lot longer. Yeah. And that's so huge. It's so huge, Drew, is that, you know, once you start pushing over 50 and then especially over 60, not to mention over 70 or 80, but I mean, to me, the critical elements are, you know, people can get away with a lot of stuff until you turn about mid forties or something like yeah. that. And then, then the price starts getting to be higher for, for like not, you know, keeping, you know, your core strength and, and eating right. And then by the time you're 60 and you avoided all that stuff, then you, then you got chronic diseases. You're, you're diabetic. Um, you got heart disease. You got high blood pressure. Then it's, then it becomes epic because then you, you're under the gun, you know, like you really have got to make some massive changes. And so it's a lot easier if you kind of, you know, meld into it in your thirties and forties, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, I, I, um, uh, I, I guess I suppose I'm sounding like a fanatic, but I, it's all I'm doing in my mind is doing exactly what you're doing, but you, 
as you age, then you have to compensate even more. Like there's less leeway. You know, you can't um, just have a diet of pizzas and and junk food and get away with it. You know, uh, as you get older, the, the the cost goes up for that kind of stuff. So um, for me, it's like you got to balance. You know, your diet and and your fitness. And and the whole goal here is to avoid being on medications. You know, in yeah. other words, like really fit and you're eating right. You you probably won't really need any medications. And so like, and, and that's another thing I want to stress here is monitor your own individual health. You know, in other words, not just how you feel, but um, go to the trouble of going and getting your cholesterol tested and your blood pressure and that kind of thing. Not, not that those are the be all to end all. Like it doesn't, you know, it's not like you're aiming for some specific thing, but you know, you, you want to get body. a feeling. Yeah, you want to get a feeling for where you're at, um, and I and I, I personally have fairly high blood pressure. Just um, just that's that, that's my genetic heritage. Like my my cousins and and um, other people that are in my family say they got the same thing. And even though they're like fitness buffs, right? So we all have different weaknesses, you know. Like that we we might have high blood pressure. We might have. Um, high cholesterol and, and other stuff, and so you want to identify those those uh, potential problems, and then you want to overcome those with fitness, basically. And so, you know, I don't really need any high blood pressure medicines because I I lost like ten pounds to keep down to where I'm like at one sixty three, and that that's like the right weight for me. You know that um, that's. Um, was brutal, you know, to get down to lose the ten pounds. But now my blood pressure is, you know, right around eighty one twenty or a little under, depending on how I feel. And it's like, well, great. I don't have to like worry about, you know, meds and interactions yeah. of meds and taking six handfuls of pills a day. It's all like, no, you really want to avoid that because all those drugs are really powerful. And the, and you know what? You don't really read that or you don't get that information when you watch the ad on TV or even you don't get that information from your doctor. They just like hand all this stuff out to you. But actually, all these meds are really powerful. And so they're powerful. That means they can be extremely damaging. You know, and these are like statins and things that they pass out like candy. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's interesting even just to look at like my grandparents. Like I have one grandmother. I mean, she just turned 80. She's not the most mobile, but for an 80-year-old, she's not bad. Like, you know, like she she looks a lot younger. And I look at her compared to the rest of my grandparents, and she's the only one that doesn't take drugs because she knows that it's not good for you. And uh, so she just ref- – I don't know. I never really had a lot of conversations about her health. I mean, she seems pretty healthy. And uh, – you know, but when I look at her compared to my two grandfathers and my other grandmother who's younger who are all on drugs, like the the one is still pretty sharp, but he's just he's the oldest and he's just he was a laborer his whole life, so I think you know, a lot of it is his body catching up with him and, and going before his mind. And the other one, man, he doesn't even know where he is most of the time. He was also a laborer, but he's on all kinds of drugs and I think he gets into a car accident like once a week. And uh, you shouldn't be driving, and it's like it's bad to laugh at, but I don't know. It's, it's the way I deal with it. And uh, and then my my grandma, like she she worked retail most of her life, and she man, she just goes, she doesn't eat well, and I know she's on drugs. I know she doesn't really exercise at all, and uh, so I, I you know, it's just looking at that, looking at my parents, like my dad 
My dad actually, he's pretty fit. He's always worked out, but he just lifted weights. But like he rides a bike while my my stepmom runs because he can't. He doesn't really have good balance to run. And uh, so that's why I was like, dude, you need to start doing yoga. Like you need to. And he knew he did. And like luckily my dad doesn't have, you know, he doesn't, he listens to me. And it's kind of cool because he sees me like, he'll see me just make a change and he'll see me make, make improvements and everything. And uh, so he's been doing that. It was, it was cool. This summer we went on his boat. And there's just like he could move in different ways and he had balance in different ways, especially like on his boat, like even just like bending over to pull his like hang over his boat to pull his anchor out of the water and stuff like that. Like I could tell he'd he'd made improvements. And uh and it's it's you know, I, I think you know it we don't get in touch with our bodies a whole lot. Like it's it it's it seems really masculine to to lift weights or worry about your bench press, but none of that's functional, man. Like you got to look at what's functional strength. Like what's going to, what is going to, what exercises that you're doing are actually going to help you live a long and happy life. And it's, it's low impact stuff. And it, you know, it doesn't take, I mean, even if you wanted to develop muscles, like just do push ups and pull ups, like just master your body. It's not about, you don't need a lot of external weight. You just need to get in touch with your body and be in control of your body. And if you can control your body and do crazy stuff, just even just sitting on your hands and being able to pick your feet up and move your feet around, like while you're just holding your whole body weight up through your hands, like I'm pretty sure you'll develop some pretty big muscles if that's what you want. So, and I don't know. I, I think I just look at things, you know, I, I think playing football growing up, getting a not really being a fan of football and, sustaining a lot of injuries like in my knee in my my i tore my medial quadriceps in my left leg and then in my left quad and then i sprained every ligament out my ankle and stretched every ligament out my left knee and like man now my before i started doing yoga my ankle started to bug me it was like all my all my teenage injuries were starting to catch up with me in my early 30s and it's like ooh, i better i better start doing something otherwise this is gonna be a lot worse road for me yeah, no, absolutely. And those injuries, um, we we brush them off when we're, you know, young. Like, you know, it's always a classic, right? Like, just walk it off, right? Yeah. As long as there's no bone sticking out of the flesh, just walk it off. Huh. But, you know, I'm, your dad bicycling um, is, is great. You know, I bicycle a lot, and that does help for balance and yeah. a lot of other stuff. Yeah, and, you know, with strength, I, I want to, you know, mention, like, strength is important. And if you're younger then strength is important uh, for like actual physical work. Now, most yeah. people don't work for a living, but maybe you, um, you know, you got to, maybe you're going to wheelbarrow some compost around from the driveway to your garden, or you're going to do some like remodeling or, or do some repair work and you need to like heft some 60 or 90 pound sacks of, of sackcrete or, or cement or whatever. So you want to be able to, to me, the, my goal is always to be able to continue to do the kind of work I like to do, which is maybe put some two by eights on my shoulder and walk up some uneven ground and then stand them up against the building and then climb up there and then lift them up hand over hand. And so, you know, th that's the kind of strength you want is the strength to be able to do the things that you like doing that are physical in terms of adding value to your life, like, you know, gardening, construction, 
And you don't really need to lift more than about, I'd say, 40 to 50% of your body weight. So if you weigh 180, if you can lift 90 pounds, you're, you're good to go, you know, or 45 pounds per arm. You don't really get a lot of benefit out of lifting your full weight, really. You know, you, that doesn't, that doesn't translate into useful strength. What you want to be able to do is have endurance to work physically all day. And, and yeah. that's a whole different level of strength. So, you, you know, to me, it's like, like everything in moderation, you want to have some core strength, and um, and that's the whole point of me uh, publicizing the Army Fitness Exam, which is it's just really basic. Like if if like, it's really basic, like if you can run two miles, um, you're you're pretty good to go in terms of endurance and um, you know your lung capacity. And then if you can do like X number of push-ups. Um, you know, 25, 30, 40, 50, whatever, and then sit-ups, then if you can do all that stuff, then your core strength's pretty decent. And and those those are three really simple basic tests you don't need any equipment for or anything like that. You can just test yourself. And so as I get older, what I'm trying to do is I'm kind of experimenting to figure out what the minimum uh, sort of um, hard exercise is necessary to keep my core strength and it's what's um what i find interesting and it's probably boring to anybody that isn't (laughs) 60 plus is that i find that actually if you can do like your your core hard stuff like um you know run or um push-ups sit-ups pull-ups that kind of stuff weightlifting um you know in, in small amounts right not trying to you know lift your whole body weight but if you can do that stuff once a week then you're good to go. You will maintain your strength with one, one workout a, a, a week. And I don't do them all in combination. Like I'll do the push-ups in one day and then sit-ups in another day and, you know, uh, bicycle uphill on another day. And so you're kind of mixing it up, right? You're not like stressing your body. And um, so the good news uh, that I'm trying to share is if you get to be reasonably fit, and I don't mean like you're going to run the marathon or anything. In fact, I think running the marathon in your 50s is a disaster. I think running a marathon is a disaster most times. I mean, outside of the fact that... Outside of the fact that you are accomplishing something, because most of that marathon is mental. I think after about mile 15, it becomes super mental. And... uh it's very catabolic. It's very destructive to your body. Like it's really hard on your joints to run a marathon. And, yeah. And, and I just like it's cool if you want to do that, and people can say, "Well, Drew's just you know fat and everything like that," which that's true. But you know, physiologically, what you're putting your body through, like I think it's a good goal to have, and it's it's something to to motivate you. And if you want to do that to pull you in a direction, great. But Man, I think if if you really want to just run to get in shape, I'd focus on 5Ks and and maybe a half marathon and I think that's the most you should really that's the most you should really try to push it personally. Yeah, because you're so right about joints is um as I look around at guys that did sort of um you know, tried to be heroic, you know, in their 50s um and maybe early 60s, you know, like with really long bike rides, really arduous stuff. Then their joints blow out and their hearts are damaged. They a lot of them have heart problems that that are not from heart disease, like not being fit, but other other heart problems, you know. And um, so you know, the body is not made to uh, to respond in the same way at sixty as it is at twenty or twenty five. You really have to 
like be careful, you know, and it doesn't mean you, you, you shouldn't do your fitness routines, but you just have to recognize that there's a higher cost and that you want to avoid like wearing out your joints, you know, like I, I don't have any interest in getting a hip replacement like a lot of my <laughs> friends or knee replacement if at all possible. And so, yeah, sure. Uh, and, and, and it's, it's, it's so easy to put on weight as you age. And so the, the, the burden on all of us who want to stay healthy and fit and not have to take a lot of meds is we have to actually lose weight as we get older. And that's brutal, right? I mean, it's really brutal because our bodies get more efficient and burn fewer calories. But, you know, staying lean as you get older really takes so much pressure off your heart, your lungs, your joints. You know, it's just so much easier on your body if you, if you um, stay lean, you know, and it, it means you have to have all this incredible self-discipline and that's um, – that. I always go back to things like yoga and, and martial arts because the core of martial arts is, is self-discipline. That it's not like being able to punch somebody out or, you know, having a, uh, you know, some fancy kick or whatever. It's really about self-discipline. Yeah. And, um, and that's what we're talking about. And, you know, people hate self-discipline and, we, and um, you know, it's and for good reason. You know, it's like none of us enjoy the process when we're not in the mood, right? I mean, and uh, it's like that. It's like that fitness uh, guru, Jack Lalane. I think. I mean, it was like he was in his early nineties, and I read an interview of him, and he was like, "Well, I hate exercise." <laughs> and it's like, dude, you're the guy that's like pull six rowboats with your teeth, and you know, crossed a river, and all these amazing things. And he was normal. A normal physique guy. I mean, there was nothing. He didn't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in his heyday or anything. He was just a normal sized guy. But he said, no, I hate exercise, but I like what it does. And he obviously had a, a great amount of self-discipline. And um, so, and, and that I want to bring self-discipline up with the moderation that you spoke to. Because um, one of our friends is like a guy from mainland China. And he's, he's a little older than I am. He's probably in his early 70s and um, he's a he's a teacher of Chinese acrobatics and if you want to know what Chinese acrobatics is you go to Cirque du Soleil because he's trained many of those people that are in Cirque du Soleil uh, I'd say probably the majority of the Cirque du Soleil tricks are all based on Chinese acrobatics which are based on you know, yoga and Tai Chi and, you know, the same kind of body work we're talking about, right? Balance, strength. Um, and so he said, always slowly, you know, because I'd talked to him, you know, about uh, fitness and stuff. He goes, always slowly. Don't push yourself. Don't get hurt, you yeah. know? And so uh, that's his training method for getting people up to really high level um, physical tricks, you know, and um, so that I think that's a really sound philosophy. And it, again, like I said, American culture worships these extremes. Like you know, having a million bucks is nothing. You got to have a billion or ten billion, and then you're a god in our culture, right? You're Bill yeah. Gates or Steve Jobs or whatever. Or you know, you had to do some kind of extreme, like triple marathon, or or you know, the um, the Ironman, you know, the triathlon or something. It's all like, you know, those, I, I, I applaud those people that can train to that level. But for the average person, all you're going to do is mess up your body. If yeah. you attempt to get that, that level, you know, the average person, if you can run two clicks, right? 
that's two kilometers. It's a 1.2 miles. Hey, you're doing good. You're doing really good. You, you run a couple clicks and your heart rate's fairly low. Excellent. You don't need to even go five clicks. Two clicks, good. You know, you're in, you're in pretty good shape if your heart rate hardly goes up and you run two clicks. And so that's to me the goal is, is to feel in, you know, uh, you know, at, at kind of at peace with your, your body. Like, you know, you're treating it well and you're not abusing it and you're going slowly to build these kind of core strengths we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even, um, I think that's like dead on. I mean, I'm a big fan of MMA and the guys that are really, just because like the sport's evolving and, and guys are trying to train smarter because it's pretty, it can be pretty hard on your body getting punched in the face a bunch. And uh, the guys that are doing well and when they really start to kind of turn around, they don't spar a lot anymore. They don't spar hard. It's all mental stuff. Like, look, you, you know you know the techniques now. Work on your techniques, and then you know, then fight day happens, and then you then you can execute your techniques on fight day. But you don't need, you know, you don't need to get punched in the head over and over again to become better at fighting. Like that's just that doesn't make sense. And it's the same with exercise. Like, you know, you don't need to do your max bench all the time to 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 try to you know gain strength. Like some, it's it's interesting. There are some guys that are powerlifting and they're older and there's a way that they powerlift and and they claim that's really healthy. Um, you know, I, I'm more of the, I'm more of the, it, it could be, I mean, it, you know, like I like we were saying, everybody's body's different, you know, know your body. But for me personally, I know that the way to go is going to be for me to be doing yoga and <laughs> to make sure I'm mobile, make sure I can move my body and be in control of my body mentally and I think that's I think that's just way more important. I think it's way more long lasting. And I think, uh, yeah, I, I think you know, going slow is is I think it's it's everything. And I think even in um, you know, even in everyday life, not just exercise. I mean, if you look at a business or anything, you know, you don't need to to try to have. I, that's something else too. You don't need to try to to have a you know uh, to make a to build your business you don't need to go from zero to a million immediately like go slow keep it small but you know don't don't try to scale up from making you know 50,000 to 100,000 or 150,000 you know go 50,000 to 75 then 75 to 120 and then become more and more efficient in what you're doing and then that's naturally you're going to naturally make more money with efficiency and it's the same with exercise become more and more efficient like learn how to properly run learn how to to properly move your body learn how to properly lift weights if you want to lift weights like a lot of guys just want to throw up a weight really quick but then you know they're they're hyper extending their elbows but it's like man just go slow like be in control of that weight like you're not if you're not in control of the weight you're not really lifting it so it's it's i think it's you know what you're saying goes in multiple I mean, it, 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 it's uh, there's a word I'm thinking of, Charles, but I'm not I'm not remembering. But it, you know, it, it's it's it goes parallel with a lot of other things in life. Yeah, that's true. That's a model of um, how to proceed. And you know, we, um, you know, I'm I'm a fan of martial arts too. And so one of my readers is a doctor. He's an MD, and um, as because he's also interested in, in fitness and martial arts, and he's volunteered to become like the ringside doctor who has to be present in like MMA matches. And these aren't the, the, the 
big shot ones on TV. These are just like local, local to shows, where he yeah. lives. And so he was, he just emailed me a couple days ago. And this, this kind of just, this story sh- um, illustrates what we're talking about. He said he was, uh, 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 he was uh, speaking with one of the fighters and, and the guy who had all these medical problems, you know, he was, he was uh, sore and, and his, he had all these, all these issues. And so then uh, my, my doctor friend asked him, well, how often do you train? And the guy was training seven days a week, you know, week in, week out. And he was just like fried. He'd, he'd, he'd torched his body. There was, no, there was no time to rebuild. And so this is where your physiology will, will, you know, comes in handy is, you know, the average person never pushes themselves to the point where their body um, gets the signal like, okay, I need to rebuild this tissue and this bone, right? And so that's a lot of what, what we're doing when we're pushing ourselves a bit, you know, after you've warmed up and stuff, is that, you know, the, the bones get pounded, you know, when you're running or um, and uh, the muscles get torn, you know, not like majorly torn, but they get stressed, you know. And so then the body, when you go to sleep or you're resting – body's like okay we're going to rebuild all this stuff and that's how we get stronger right is the body is signaled hey there's there's damage been done to these tissues and and um we need to like rebuild this stuff and so what you want to do is you want to you know push yourself a little bit and to get to that point to send that signal to your body but then you got to let yourself rebuild and as you get older then you have to allow yourself a couple days instead of one day you know and so um, that's the way that we keep our strength is you signal the body to do that. And, and that's how the immune system, uh, strengthens itself. Right. And so people that never get their heart rate up, well, they get heart disease because, um, you know, the body's never signaled to repair anything, you know, yeah. it's just like steady state, you know? And so, um, you want to be able to push yourself a little bit, but, you know, get your heart rate up and, and keep it there for like, you know, 10, 15 minutes doesn't take much more than that. You read, you read a lot of people that say 20 minutes. That's fine. 10 minutes is probably good enough because then you're, that's long enough to signal the body that, Hey, you know, we've, we've torn up some stuff here. We need to rebuild it, but you got to be able to sleep long enough, you know, mm-hmm. and, and allow yourself to rebuild to get stronger. And so this poor guy, this young guy, you know, seen too many videos or whatever. And he thought that training seven days a week was going to make him stronger. It actually making him weaker. Yeah, I remember, I remember doing that stuff when I was young. Like, I never <laughs> didn't make gains and I couldn't figure out why because I was working out too much. I was like, man, why am I not? I want to get big and I'm not. All I do is work out. It's like, man, you, you know, you make your gains with the meals you're eating and the, and the amount of time you're resting. So, you know, I, I learned a lot of stuff the hard way and then I went to school and, mainly learned a lot just from doing a lot of research on my own and then just applying it and then i mean i haven't been the most disciplined charles that's for sure but now i'm getting back into it and feeling better and it's like man i can i can make gains quick and you know your body will recover quickly even if you were if you're in shape once and you've put your body to one place there you can you can get on the right track quickly um relatively well i hope that um your listeners in that are in their twenties and thirties are, are will take inspiration from you because yeah. it's so much easier to maintain 
your basic fitness as you get older than to try to establish it, you know, because the the cliche and it's, and I know this is true for a lot of people, guys retire, they're six, they're, they're 55, you know, if they, if they, um, or maybe, you know, 62 or 65. And then, you know, then they try to be this weekend warrior thing. They get out there and try to run a couple miles or whatever. And of course they're completely destroyed because, you know, on top of it's, you're, you'd be destroyed at 35, but it's really bad when you're 55 or 65. You get out there, you're you're trashed. You're everything hurts, and then you don't. Then you stop because you go, "Wow, that was a drag. That really hurt." Whereas if you just walked, a, you know, half a mile, and then you the next week you maybe walk two thirds of a mile, and then eventually you walk a mile, and you do that for a couple of weeks, and then maybe you run a block and see how that feels. I mean, you know. If you do that, if you gradually improve, then you're okay. But, you know, again, our culture wants instant results and, and it, it wants, it pushes us to extremes. And those are just like the worst way to get fit. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. You, you, you don't want to be in pain. That's not a winner. No, no, that's not a way to, that's a good way to work to an injury instead of work to fitness. Yeah. So you should want to, you should, every time you exercise, you should be feeling better. Like you're not doing it to feel like shit. You're doing it to feel better and to, yeah. to improve and, your life and your, in your everyday living. And so, and, um, you know, I have to say, you know, it's, it's, we can be proud of what we accomplish though, you know, like, um, I'll, I'll tell you this funny story. So I posted a photo of myself like recently, you know, I, yeah, I fell for it. You know, I, I, I caved in, I, I confessed, you know, I bragged about myself with a selfie, <laughs> you know, like a piece of paper, right? There was this whole fad in China where, where girls were holding up a piece of eight by 11 paper. And, um, you know, if their waist was covered by the, the, the eight inch, eight and a half inch paper, then, and it's like, wow, they were really skinny, right? Yeah. And so, so I held it up sideways to myself, you know, because I'm too, I'm just too big of a human being. And I'm <laughs> six foot two. I, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like, I'm not going to, I can't fake the waist uh, being bigger than eight and a half inches, but sideways, I, I beat it. And then somebody, you know, some reader wrote me and said, you know, well, you're just, you just posted that to brag. And it was all like, damn right, I'm bragging. <laughs> I sweated blood to get this. And I'm 62, and, man. And, yeah. And so it's like, okay, if you're fit and you eat right, then damn right you have bragging rights because you earned it. And, um, so, you know, we don't all have to be extreme athletes to, to feel like, um, that we've accomplished something meaningful, you know, we've taken, you know, because the, and so tell me a little bit about you and Tom's diet, you know, so obviously fitness and diet go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. So I'm not sure on Tom's like, I'm going to talk to him about that this week. I know he, we talked a lot about what his, uh, habits are with food, like what, what his, his guilty pleasures are and his stuff and, is stress and, and eating. And we all have guilty pleasures, yeah. even those fanatic diet people I know. Yeah, yeah. And, mine oh, is it's okay. Mine is craft beer. Like and I really enjoy craft beer and I'll and I'll drink a lot of it. And I needed so I've really just cut back on that. I typically you know, I'm I'm staying pretty much pretty close to paleo, Charles. Like what we had talked about before, like I try not to eat. I really don't consume any dairy. I don't, uh, I don't really consume legumes. Um, right now I'm just focusing on like replacing all my carbohydrates with vegetables and then just eating really good clean meat, like just, you know, grass fed or 
trying to get pastured um, pork, you know, hormone-free stuff, as good as I can get until I get half my pig once it's ready to be harvested. <laughs> all right. And, uh, but it's like, and that's all forest raised. Like, I know the farmer, and uh, I mean, if anyone's seen pictures, it's a huge pig, and I'm getting half of it. And, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, they grow so fast. It's amazing. Well, right? his, and, yeah. yeah, these are all forest raised, and they're, they're heritage breed, and it's actually one of uh, – one of the affiliates on the show, uh, Nature's Image Farm. And uh, so, but, you know, I try, I make my own sauces. I mean, I get eggs from Arch, from from my, you know, my buddy and kind of partner, Joel, his uh, his birds that he has out at, you know, his property with his wife. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm eating really clean. I mean, I, my, my, uh, I'm, I had to crop everything out, so I don't have any of my own greens right now, which sucks, but... You know, I, I try to eat greens, and I'm doing a lot of, uh, you know, that's that's pretty much it. I'm, I don't, you know, I make my own salad dressings. I'm avoiding sugar. I'm really not eating sugar at all unless it's from a fruit. Um, like if I'm going to make a sauce or something that requires sugar, like my own sriracha, like I'll just get some bejeweled dates and pit them, and then I'll put them in the food processor. And, I mean, if, if I can get sugar from an actual food that came from the earth, then I will. But I'm not going to get you know processed sugar, so I'm really staying away from processed food. I don't eat really fast food. I might have a, a a cheat day here and there, like like this weekend. I'll probably have a cheat day. But man, I, I, you know, if I'm going to go out, I might have a couple drinks. But you know, personally, man, I'd rather rather just make my own food. Like I'm getting back into making my own food. And um, another thing too is because I'm trying to save money, and it's so much cheaper that way to make your own food and to, and to spend time in the kitchen. So it's you know, for me personally, Charles, I've realized that, you know, I make a lot of my discipline starts in the kitchen. And if I'm getting my food down and my meals planned, I'm eating well, like I've realized I have a lot more willpower at the end of the day than I do if, if, because I'm not making, like, I'm not sacrificing those decisions like, oh, what am I going to eat? Looking at everything, determining, well, that's not good for me. That's not good for me. But if I just make my own food, then I know exactly what's good for me. And all I have to do is heat it up and eat it. Yeah. No, the leftovers are, are a complete winner. And I think I have a lot more cheat days than you do. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you, you're, you're really following a pretty strict diet. I'm and, trying. To, uh, well, I got a lot of weight to lose. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there again, you know, um, I don't know what you've read from what I gather. And, and this works uh, for me. And, and, and um, is you can't lose more than a pound pound and a half a week no, you know yeah. really and so you just have to go well i'm going to do this you know i'm going to have a new way of doing stuff and do it for six months or whatever and so and and the other thing i wanted to mention was i don't know what's your experience of set points and and like to me this is a critical element that um we're not you don't read that much about it or uh, you know there's a lot of opinion about it but for me it's clear the body um it, it habituates to set points in terms of our of our weight, and so when you're dropping, say, like twenty pounds from like two hundred to one eighty or something like that, your body's going to want to go back up to two hundred for months. Yeah, my set know. point has been two eighty since I did the whole thirty the first time. Um, it, it wants to go back up to two eighty, up to two eighty six, and like I feel like it's up to two eighty six right now, but then it's it's going down to two, like right now. I weighed in at like two seventy nine. Like after I got on the scale, 
after working out and well that's probably water weight but i want to get you know i'm trying my goal right now is to get down to ufc heavyweight weight which is 265 and then stay at 265 for a little bit and then you know work work my way down to in you know the 250s and then the 240s and i think once i get down there like just try to make my body set point kind of be down there so i never actually heard that term but when you started talking about it, Charles, I knew exactly what you were talking about. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, my body's been wanting to naturally be at about 280 for a little bit now. But it's like, man, I need to reset that. Like, that doesn't – that's not a healthy weight for me to be at my whole life. Yeah, and so what I've – and again, it's it's individual. You know, it's really every body, every person's body reacts differently to various things, you know. And so – that's one of the things where you really have to kind of experiment with yourself and what you like to eat and and um, and your fitness routine, what feels good and and what you enjoy, like you said, and and finding foods that you enjoy um, and eating a little bit of what you you know the guilty pleasures, you yeah. know, like it's like okay as long as you're eating it like once a week or whatever, yeah, it's that's, fine. That's pretty much you know? it for me. It's like you know what I can yeah. have a couple craft beers once a week, but that doesn't mean I need to drink you know a whole six pack. On a Saturday and just be like, well, yeah. I mean, I <laughs> I limit my I love beer too, and I like wine, and you know, you just limit yourself to one a day, you know, and then and, and uh, splurge on two or whatever. But um, the set point, I have found that you got to stay at that at that lower weight for like three to four months for the set the set point to adjust, and that's that's tough, you know, because we go, wow, you know, I've reached my goal, and then it's kind of easy to you know, slip back in and stuff. And so if you can hold your weight, you know, right around your, your, your desired set point for three or four months, then the body seems, that seems long enough where the body goes, Oh, okay, this is our new weight. We're yeah. fine with that. Yeah. But, it's, you got to reset your homeostasis in a sense, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. It will want to adjust, as you say, to a um, homeostatic system, like any, any biology, right? Um, any, any ecosystem, you know, in a way our bodies are like a, just a complicated ecosystem, right? We got our bio microbiome and, and a lot of different, um, things are trying to achieve equilibrium all the time, right? Like our blood sugar and, you know, lots of other stuff. So anyways, it's like if people set their diet, knowing that they're going to have to hold that for four months, then I think they'd have a lot more success. But what a lot of people do is, like like all of us, naturally, we, we yo-yo. You know, we go, wow, I, I hit my point, yay. And then, then they start slipping and then the body's going, God, I love that carbo because I, I can like throw, my, throw that right into fat and push back yeah. up to, to, the, to what feels natural. Always which is, happens with me and which, beer. Which is that, that upper level, right? Absolutely. You know, in other words, it, it, it's going to strive its hardest. To go back up to that set point because that's what it feels is quote normal, and so you know it takes like three to four months. That's my experience. Somebody else might have six months. Hell, I don't know. You know, it's like you have to experiment yourself. But um, I think three to four months is probably minimum. Yes, yeah. minimum you gotta you gotta maintain. So it's brutal. I mean, w- w- let's not kid ourselves. I mean, you know, our society is is loaded with food. I mean, there's food everywhere, and food. A lot of food is cheap, and, and a lot mid, of the Midwest, the number one form of entertainment, is going out to eat. 
Hey, everywhere, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, are you kidding? Like, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, the taco trucks, we just passed a bunch of food trucks. And I was like, man, I want to pull over there and have one of everything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the same way. I remember uh, that was before I, I did the whole 30. Like uh, when I first started, never had a desk job. And then I, I put on, when I was working at, uh, Verizon just hating life and like just like I was up to 295 and then once I quit I lost like 15 pounds and I stayed around to 285 and then I started working at uh Best Buy and I was moving around selling TVs and lifting stuff before I started my job now and uh and I was pretty like I I wasn't lean I wasn't really working out but I was active and I wasn't really eating the best but I was eating you know I wasn't eating really crap you know I wasn't drinking a lot man then I started going to um, – we started getting food trucks coming to work, and, man, I'd go down there every day, and then I'd eat more snacks. And it's like I, I realized that my body you know, does I, – I do like to eat food. So it's like I just need to make sure whenever I go to work, I have good food there that I can just eat. And it's – you know, and that's kind of it. Like if I bring my own food – like Scott, Scott Adams in his uh, book I talked about the last time – but he just talks about you know you need to have systems in place so you can you can keep doing it and it's for everything and like for me a system I put in place is just always having food there so I'll make a big a, I'll make a bunch of food and then I just take it to work and I put it in the fridge and it's food that I deem that I can eat as much as I want of so you know salad greens and, and healthy meat because it's 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 a satiating meal and it doesn't take much. And then I have my own sauce that I can use that, I, that I've made to, to for like a salad dressing or something. And man, I I eat a bunch of salads during the day because you know I I can eat as much greens as I want. And to me, it's like in my brain, it's like man, the more of these greens I eat, the more weight I'm going to lose. And it's and it's it's uh so you just you can eat. It's not like you have to starve yourself. You just have to eat the right food. And I, yeah, and he talks about that too. Like he's like, man, I I can eat as much as I want, but. It's because I've told myself that this food is the food I like to eat, and I just basically reprogram myself to, well, this is the food I eat because that's the food I think tastes really good. Yeah, and of course, I'm sure you're eating healthy fats too, because oh, yeah, you know, you like to. when I'm when I'm like massively hungry, like I, I need something that's fatty, you know, like a piece oh, yeah. of cheese or some some walnuts or you know some kind of nuts or Absolutely. meat, you know. And so uh, again, it's like a great thing to have a, a, a healthy fat uh, snack, you know, whether it's almonds or or some kind eat of an avocado. Uh, meat. Yeah, avocado, fantastic food. I mean, lowers your blood pressure, lowers cholesterol. I mean, it's like, you know, if there's a miracle food, hey, man, it's not like pomegranates, although those are good, or blueberries. It's like avocados, you know? Yeah. And then you load it up with some, some uh, you know, a little bit of lime, half a lime, um, some, some onions and garlic. It's all good stuff. And then you got guacamole. Yeah. It's like, whoa, killer. And uh, so, anyways, yeah, you don't want to starve yourself. That that's like that's a that's the worst thing to do. Is yeah, you want to be able to eat um, stuff you love and in, in, in just moderate portions, and um, and let yourself sit for a few minutes before you eat again. Right? Like in other words, if your body needs about five or ten minutes to register, like oh yeah, I'm going to be satiated here because like you know I'm getting the hit here. I've got some carbos or fat and protein and and so you know that's the other thing that it helps a lot if you can kind of like okay i'm gonna eat a little bit 
of, of some really good fats and, and proteins and stuff. And then you let yourself kind of rest for five or 10 minutes and the body starts signaling, Hey, we're, we're, we're getting done here. It's, it's feeling, we're feeling good, right? So it's, uh, there are a lot of tricks that are, as you say, systems, you know, and yeah. a, lot, a lot of people find value in drinking like a glass of water. That's what I was going to say too. Yeah. Like I, uh, I drink a ton of water at work and then I drink a lot of coffee at work too. Like I like, I like to have coffee's a, good, man. Yeah, antioxidants. I, yeah. I like to have a good, good, healthy breakfast in the morning and then some nice black coffee. Some people like to put uh, ghee in their coffee. I, I don't know. I did that for a little bit, but I just like black coffee. I feel like if I get you know a pretty good breakfast, um, it's not an issue. Like I feel like if I eat a nice hearty breakfast with some eggs, and I usually get some really healthy, clean bacon, like not you know nitrate free. And uh, there's a good grocery store near me, or some chorizo. And uh, then I always have load up with some vegetables, man, some sweet potatoes and hot pepper, onion and garlic, and Mix it all up, eat it, and then I drink a nice big cup of coffee. And man, I feel really good my morning. Like I feel in the zone to be productive at work and make calls and try to get some sales. So I, you know, I think that's the that's the best way to start your day. Even when I go work, like if I work outside or if I'm going to work for the day, that was a thing I always did. Whenever somebody come over and help me, I'd be like, "All right, well, I'm going to make us breakfast first because you know you got to you don't want to go to work on an empty stomach, man. Like we're going to be doing labor. Like you got to." Your brain needs that fat, so let's get a nice hearty meal that's heavy with good fat and some proteins, and then we'll get some good carbs from vegetables like a sweet potato, and uh, and yeah, and then we'll we'll got lots of energy to work hard, and then we can eat some lunch and have a nice salad. I mean, you know, that's I'm just trying to change. For me, it's like I'm trying to change just my lifestyle. Like I I feel a lot better when I don't eat, uh, you know. Uh, breads it's weird like i don't think i'm definitely not there's a lot there's a lot of uh i don't know the whole gluten sensitivity thing there's not a lot of science backing it but man i just could be a placebo effect but the there's a another theory about systemic inflammation that you know some people like that's the thing you're really trying to get away from is just kind of like your, your your body being inflamed and uh, a lot of people think gluten and other foods can trigger that, whether it be milk proteins or milk sugars or just different different complex sugars. And so I try to stay away from sugar. I know um, Fred swears by eating M&Ms before he works out. Uh, <laughs> and Fred, like, Fred honestly is like, man, I've never felt better. And like, for me, I would say, you know, eat it. You could get, I feel like you could get the same thing if you ate a couple oranges or a really sugary fruit like an apple, I feel like you could get the same effect. But, or if you know, if you want chocolate, get, eat an apple and some chocolate. But I don't, I don't know. Like I'm always, for me, I'm always on the side of staying away from processed food, man. And I, I just feel so much better. I feel like I can think clear. I feel, I just, I, I like, I feel pretty good today. Like it's late right now, and I still feel pretty mentally sharp. And I'm pretty surprised. Like I usually. I mean, I did work out kind of late, so my, I feel like my body still probably has some testosterone going in from that. But man, like I feel, I feel good, and I, I feel I've been feeling a lot better. And it's interesting too when I start eating better, how much better I do in sales, like at work. And it's you know I was struggling for a few months, and then but my diet was pretty crappy, and also it was like the the thick of the the season for the side business. So I don't think I was very focused. Um, 
because you know I'm in a sales job and I have a quota, and most of my money is based on what I what I kill, and uh, you know I eat what I kill in a sense. But you know when I'm eating regularly, like my everything in my life really starts to come together. Like if if I'm making my own food and making my meals and planning my meals, I feel like if I read, I, I've been reading this book called The One Thing, and I feel like that's the best way for me to improve every other aspect of my life is just spending time in the kitchen and cooking good food. And then it's like, oh man, then I'm naturally wanting to do, wanting to do more and more stuff. So I, I think it's, uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about fitness and everything, but man, I think diet, everything for me personally starts in the kitchen. Yeah, no, of course. Um, and there is a lot of pleasure. Um, in, in cooking, um, I, I mean, I think that, uh, again, it's expectations, you know, kind of like you don't have to be a triathlete. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to be a fancy chef. Like, um, you, you just have to be able to know the basics and you can put together some really nice meals and, um, and feel proud of, of that and enjoy the process, you know, like, um, yeah. I just, I just made dinner the other night, like, which was, I had some chard out of the garden and then I had a leftover piece of, of pork, which I'd barbecued on the grill. And, um, and then I had some onions and garlic and I just kind of tossed it together, steamed the chard and, you know, salt and pepper, nothing fancy, but it was like, Hey, this actually tastes pretty good. <laughs> you know, like you have good <laughs> ingredients. And then as long as you don't mess it up, like you don't burn it or something, then it's, it's going to turn out. That's what and, I noticed you know, too. Ingredients are everything. And, you know, the, um, I want to mention specifically, though, this, you, you referenced something really important, which is inflammation. And that, like, it turns out that a ton of autoimmune diseases and um, a lot of other chronic diseases that Americans suffer from needlessly are all like basically forms of inflammation, right? And, and so it goes back to that thing about fitness, which is if you fire your body's immune system up, like you, you um, push yourself again, comfortably, you know, not like, you know, like kill yourself, but you get out there and you get your heart rate up and, um, stress the muscles and your bones and your body, then your immune system is going to, um, approach that inflammation in a healthy way. And what happens when you never exercise, you got no fitness, you never raise your heart rate up, you never stress your muscles or bones, then the body just, it lives in this state of constant, um, inflammation and that's like so destructive you know and so we're actually made you know we're we're designed by natural selection and even if you believe in god then god designed natural selection okay it's like you know he designed nature to select itself for like beneficial traits right that's the way that the system is designed and so you know we were designed to be able to sprint to chase stuff that was um, slower than we were. And then we're also designed to run for endurance, to run down stuff that's a lot faster than us, but tires out. Yeah. And, and, and then also we're designed to bend over and, and um, hoe, you know, dig up roots and tubers and stuff like that and reach up and collect fruit. And, you know, this was hunter gatherers. This was like the first couple hundred thousand years of our fully homo sapiens sapien. In other words, people who were absolutely genetically identical to us like 160,000 years ago, right? And all we've added is like cultural um, 
uh, cultural sort of knowledge and benefits is, is what we've accumulated in so-called civilization. But our bodies are still designed the exact same way they were 160,000 years ago, you know, like 150,000 years before agriculture and growing grains and all this other stuff, right? Yeah. And so – you know, part of the paleo diet is is basically recognizing that grains are like okay in moderation, like everything else. But they, we weren't really like had access to this kind of grains in vast quantities. That that that's only the result of agriculture. But it's also mixing stuff up, eating eating a wide variety of stuff. Eat some nuts. Eat 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 some like you said, some tubers, even some beans, whatever, um, meat, you, you know, stuff you pick off, fruit, vegetables. That's the way we're sort of like optimized for is to eat a, a wide variety. And, um, you know, in, in Japan, they have a lot of weird uh, fads and stuff like that. And um, we have a lot. Asian greens of- are some of my favorites, though. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah, no, no. But well, we have a lot of friends in Japan, and so one of the, one of our friends' sisters had this Japanese fad diet thing, which was you're supposed to eat like eight different colors of food, and and you know once you start thinking about it, then you realize well the point was to just add variety. You know yeah. if you, if you got to eat something that's yellow and something that's red and something that's green and you know something that's orange and you start adding up all these colors, you will have eaten a wide variety of food, which is kind of like the way we were optimized to do. So you can't go wrong really eating a, a wide variety of real food in moderation, right? I mean, that's pretty much the basic uh, thing we're aiming for. And then working your body uh, 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 often enough to trigger an immune response to inflammation. That So it basically goes in and, and fixes everything instead of just going, oh, well, we're just going to lay around and 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 let this inflammation just keep eating away at us, you know. Yeah, no, that yeah, it's it's interesting too. Like it's uh, a lot of people have been able to to manage Crohn's disease and a lot of other stuff through diet. Like not everybody. Like I don't want to say, you know, this is going to be a cure all, but a lot of things, man. So many symptoms. Like there's so many things, and th- this was something I started figuring out when when I was in college. Was every most diseases now are just preventable. I mean, there's very few things I feel like that's plaguing. You know, or you know, we we've talked about the healthcare system before, but most of the stuff that's plaguing it, man, is you know. And it was like it was weird. Like when I spent some time in the hospital, like everybody was just miserable, and I'm just like, man, why are you so miserable? Like you're here because of the decisions you made, and you're not seeing that. And it's like you know, it was usually people that were super overweight or people that were not taking care of themselves people were pounding down you know four two liters of soda a day or something crazy like that and it's like yeah like what do you what do you think is going to happen you're putting all this this bad shit in your body regularly and it's like you're gonna your teeth are gonna fall out if you keep drinking all that soda or you know there's just a lot of stuff you're it's not good for you and uh and and you know it's 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 mainly you know i feel like if people did pay attention to the food that they eat more and really tried to get in the kitchen and spend some time, it, w- it would solve a lot of issues in, in our world. And it kind of goes back to how we're always talking about, or in our country, and it always talks about, like, you know, when we go back to small scale and, and that kind of thing. So. Yeah. Well, I know we've gone on a long time about fitness and we're probably <laughs> bored everybody but and, and diet. But, you know, the thing is, is um, I talk about this with Adam Taggart over at Peak Prosperity and he um, 
he 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 got into CrossFit and the paleo diet, and he lost um, uh, weight and added uh, muscle mass, and just feels a lot better. And one of the things we always talk about, which is um, control what you can. In other yeah. words, we we can't control the interest rate or how much wealth is going to accumulate to us. Or I mean, you know, a lot of that stuff is out of our hands, right? And, um, but what we can control is what we put in our mouth and what we do to our bodies. And, you know, you have to kind of love your body in a way. You have to like yourself enough to treat your body well. And, and a lot of American life is, um, sadly, it's, it's self-destructive. And, um, you know, it's our culture has a lot of self-destructive elements. And, um, so you have to kind of be able to counter those self-destructive things that that may seem like normal, but they're actually not healthy, and we don't have to do it. Yeah, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I think that's um, that's a good way of putting it. Like control what you can control, and that's it's another thing we always talk about, man. If you want to change the world, just change your own life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll I'll lift a craft beer to that. <laughs> <laughs> Only I'm drinking wine tonight, yeah. so sorry. <laughs> I already already pounded down my cider, but uh, yeah, well, I don't know if you want to wrap it up. If you want to talk to me about uh, farming, we are going longer than normal, but that's also because usually I record with you before dinner, and so you're like, Drew, I'm hungry. I got to make some food. <laughs> but tonight. I was like, oh, nice. Charles wants to go late. I think he just wants to eat dinner and talk for a little bit. So that sounds good to me. (laughs) I always like talking because I always want to talk to you longer. And then it's always like, oh, Charles has got to make dinner because he's hungry. (laughs) Makes sense. Well, you know, I will. I think we should. Let's pick up your farming next program, but let's do it yeah. like in three or four weeks, guaranteed. Yeah. Early, early October, because I do want to hear about that. But we should devote like a whole hour to that. But you know, another trick, and again, this isn't unique to me. A lot of people use this trick, which is get hungry. Yeah, get hungry. You know, if you feel and when you're really hungry. Then your body is is already pulling in some of that fat that you want to burn off and stuff, you know. And it's um, so get hungry and then and then enjoy your food, you know, because you can't really enjoy stuff if you're not really hungry. So I, I wait until I'm damned hungry, <laughs> and then everything tastes great. <laughs> it does. It does. You know, one thing that I don't do that I need to is I eat so fast. So I would say. <laughs> Me take too. Your, take your. I think it's because we've always been like in a hurry. Yeah, it's like whenever I've been eating. Well, number one, I grew up with two older brothers and my dad that just could put away food, and uh, <laughs> like, and it was like, man, you if had I don't to get your share, man. Yeah, yeah, I had to get my share, and uh, and and then you know, just always at work. Like I remember a lot of the times when I was working through most of my twenties uh, at Verizon, like I was, you know. They didn't really hold us to taking lunch breaks like for an hour. So it was like, well, yeah, just eat and get back to work and make more money. And then it's like I've slowly, it, even though it's like sometimes it's like I can still eat slow, but man, I sometimes just like to eat food quickly. Like for some reason, I really enjoy eating food that way. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, hey, the first three pizza slices are are done as far as i'm concerned <laughs> the fourth is where i slow down and enjoy it so. yeah 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 it's when i'm really gorging is when i'm really <laughs> enjoying it that I, I agree with that i agree with that because i'm not eating 
because I'm hungry. I'm eating because I just enjoy this food. So that's a that's a good way to put it. But uh, well, yeah. So if we want to wrap it up, then let's go ahead and wrap it up. So if you guys you want to check out Charles's blog, this is how I I don't know if you guys a lot of you guys I know have have that listen will read Charles's blog already. If you're not already doing this, I get it on Outlook. I read it every day after I eat my breakfast, and I read his blog through Outlook. And then it's like because I'm not supposed to be browsing the web. And pretty soon, I'm pretty sure they're going to take away my web browsing privileges at work just because that's just the way the company's going right now. But they're not taking away my Outlook. And I got this RSS feed already in my Outlook, so I can still read. <laughs> I read your blog, and I read Scott Adams' blog, and then I read some, some other blogs, and it all comes to me on Outlook. It pushes it to me. And if you make an update in the blog, it sends me the newer version. It's, it's pretty great. Or go to of2minds.com. Uh, you can uh, check it out on. There's a mobile version, and then there's also uh, Feedly's a great app to read it through as well. Um, so there's there's multiple ways you can get to it. And if you haven't already, um, and let's say you guys are Amazon Prime members, so I feel like most people that shop on Amazon are because you always buy more than what you think. It's not like somebody just buys one thing from Amazon a, a year. So I'm a Prime member personally. And the cool thing is, if you're a Prime member, they also include Kindle Unlimited. So you can, Kindle's a free app. And if you go in there, you get so many books that you can put on your, in your bookshelf for free. And Charles has a lot of his books already on there for free. That's what kind of guy he is. So you can buy Charles's books. I have hard copies of his last books. Um, but the most recent book is Why the Status Quo Failed. What's the rest of that title, Charles? Uh, why it can't be reformed, basically. Yeah, it's it, why it failed and can't be reformed. Yeah, and that's a that's a really good book. The other one, um, a radically gotta, beneficial world, right and get a get a job, build a real career, defy, defy a bewildering economy. economy. And are- then you you know um, the other thing, if you're a prime member, is you get a free audio book, and so yeah. Uh, Get a job and radically beneficial world. Uh, my last two big books; um, those are on audiobooks. So you, you know, score take you can read you know score one of those and listen to it if you haven't used your free audiobook through Prime. That's that's a great thing. And if you guys want, let's say you're not Prime, I can send you. I own those books, and I can send you those books. Actually, this is what I'll do, Charles. If you don't have an Audible account, I'm going to put links for those in the show notes so you can start an audible account and you can choose which one you want to listen to and you can use that as your free book when you start your audible account which is pretty cool so and i and actually you can put those in the link of the show notes i didn't even realize because I, I listen to all, i have audible all the time and i can send people books and if they don't already have an account like they can get it for free which is pretty cool so great jobs uh bezos jeff bezos that dude's pretty that guy's pretty brilliant anyways so that's it uh, and then uh, I'm going to do some shout-outs for the affiliates, Charles. Also, we already talked about it before, Nature's Image Farm. If you're in the Ohio, Pennsylvania area, you know, Michigan, Kentucky, Indiana, all those areas. Um, if you want craft, forest-raised, beyond organic meat, uh, the Thanksgiving turkey sold out. I got a, a deposit for mine. Um, I got half a pig. That's also sold out. But you can actually contact them either through Facebook, which you just go to Nature's Image Farm. There'll be a link in the show notes. Or email them, naturesimagefarm at gmail.com. 
They have heritage breed chickens as well that you can buy. Everything is heritage breed. Everything is craft, craft, forest raised meat. So I mean, it's it's the best way that you can raise chicken or birds and pigs. They're all forest animals. He they raise them all in the forest. I've been there. There's pictures on my Instagram and videos. Um, but also, let's say you're not in that area and you're interested in comfrey. I don't know if you're familiar with comfrey, Charles. Where there's really great healing properties of comfrey. But you can- yeah. Yeah, I own some dry comfrey that I, I used a couple months ago. Yeah. Nice. To make, yeah. yeah you, you basically cook it up and apply it to what's busted. Yeah, you can make a salve. <laughs> you want to disinfect it first, but I've used it uh, so many times. I've cut open my thumb and fingers so many times this, this year, my first year farming, because I'm shitty with a knife. And uh, it, I thought I needed stitches every time, and it would just I just would bandage it up. Throw a big, clean it out. Throw a big slab of that salve on it, bandage it up, and it would heal within a couple days. It was actually super impressive. Uh, so you could get Bocking four and fourteen of Comfrey. They both have different qualities, but they will ship it anywhere. So just same thing. Contact them there. If you're into cool permaculture stuff like grafting tools or whatever, you can go to naturesimagefarm.com. It's also a nursery, so if you want to get fruit tree starts and get in bulk. It's a great place. I bought uh, 100 chestnut trees there. And uh, you get 20% off of everything on that website and free shipping. If you use code word sample, and and I don't make any money off of any of these things. These are just my friends. And then uh, also, if you want to do farming, profilurbanfarming.com. I'm an affiliate with them as well. And if you use, if you click on the link in the show notes, you can save $100 off the $1,000 course, which is pretty awesome. That's it. That's my advertisement, Charles. So uh, anyways, thanks for coming on again, man. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, it's great. And I'm, um, I uh, hope we didn't bore people, but it's like our goal here is to inspire people just to do a little bit more than what you're doing now. You know, you don't have to be a hero. Don't have to be a triathlete. Just do a little bit more. Just be, and your, I, just be your own hero. Yeah, that's right. And I'm envious of your half a pig of of um, <laughs> organic pork. Beyond organic <laughs> forest raised craft pork. My mouth is watering right now. <laughs> I'll uh I actually got some pork belly in my in my freezer, Charles. I wish I wish you were closer. Maybe we'll arrange it. Maybe I'll arrange it so I can we can figure it out and we can eat some of this pig together. <laughs> Anyways, everyone, thanks again for listening and we'll uh we'll we'll bring another episode to you guys soon.